y'all what's going on welcome back to another jab podcast episode 131 i'm combo breaker 99 what's up everybody it's your boy boxing p and yeah man we back in the house once again man it's that lockdown edition but you know it's all good on my side what about with you p yeah man at this point um you know it is what it is you know what i mean and then at the end of the day and it don't really stop us from doing what we need to do so you know it's all good yeah definitely man and like for our listeners out there just you know what we talking about when we say it's all good i mean we know how it is out there but you know stop thinking of your house as a jail man like i hear people out there even when some people have follow on instagram saying oh i'm bored i'm it's like jail being locked up no nah, you don't know what jail is you no, know what i mean exactly exactly ain't no comparison <laughs> Mm-hmm. No comparison, man. You know, and like you say, man, you gotta just make the best of it. I mean, some people homeless, eh? Some people in the shelter. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine being in the shelter right now? And this I mean, is before. Not, yeah, yeah, you know, you definitely not getting no top notch COVID nineteen treatment assessment, none of that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, just be thankful that you're in the high in your own home and a luxury if your bed and your flat screen TVs and your Xboxes and. Wi-Fi and food and a lot of things that, you know, sometimes people take for granted, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they take all that. You know, they work hard for it, but then when they get the time to actually enjoy it, now you're complaining. So I'm just like, yo, man, right. like this is this right. is a good this is actually a good time to just say, right. you know, hey, man, this is the time for me to chill, you know? So. Yeah. And, and like for me, and it's funny that you brought that up because I was just telling somebody, like, only thing I'm missing in the quarantine is like my, my perfect house. And I had the perfect house. Oh, I man. I had my workout gym and my, my, my yard for my dogs. I'd be good. Mm-hmm. I'd be good. So definitely, like, if I heard a celebrity, like, complaining, I'm like, yo, are you serious, dog? You got a pool. You got a pool. You got three acres of land. You got this. You got a bowling alley in your house. You got it. How you bored? That's mm-hmm. just, like, insane to me. Well, I mean, we kind of similarly like to kick back the same way because you like bonfires, too. You know what I mean, right? Just like the little yeah, fire pits exactly. and stuff, too. I yeah. Be on that. Yeah. In my, in my yard, chilling every day in the beautiful weather. I will be, you know, chilling at the crib, you know, four wheelers, dirt bikes, you know, my dogs, guns, whatever, whatever. you do whatever. Oh, yeah. Your house. Oh yeah, so you so, you kind of you 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 kind of a country boy at heart too. So <laughs> yeah, I'm getting to that point. You getting there? You know? I'm getting to that point. Yeah, because yeah, who got time to be ripping and running and police killing people and people killing people and people fighting in Walmart? So man, you know, at this point, I'm my house is kind of my sanctuary. You know, I'm just trying to get the things that that I need, and I I, I would be okay with that. 
Yeah, that's what I did today, man. You know, store open at seven. I'm in at seven. I'm out at seven fifteen. You know what I mean? That's how that's how, that's how I speed through. I'm like, let me get what I need and go back home. You know. Oh yeah, but um, yeah, man. Today, man, we just kind of want to go back and talk about a topic we we kind of touched on last week. You know, Dana White, uh, UFC two forty nine, man. Like he was so crazy about getting it done and said he was going to do it. He got the power to do it. But that real power hit, man. That real power got struck down on it, man. It's it's them real gloves. You know, you know them gloves I'm talking about, P. That real strike. Oh yeah. That Mickey yeah. Mouse glove. Yeah. It's, it's it's that power that you don't even see, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. don't see it. It ain't visible. <clears throat> it's there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause. <clears throat> oh yeah. Cause like, when I first heard about it last week, <clears throat> I was just like, man, it's a matter of time before somebody says something. And they finally did. You know, Dana White said that he got that call from ESPN. You know, the higher power ESPN said to stand down. Yeah, yeah. and Disney. Disney and um, Disney. Disney and ESPN and also to stand down. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I was like, you know, you know in, the, in the long run, he should have understood, like, they're not going to stand for this. Whenever something like the NFL and NBA have to, have to shut down, nothing exempts yeah. you from this whole thing. You know, exactly. nothing makes you special. But, like, exactly. when you heard it was shut down, what was your first thought, P? Was you just, like, finally satisfied with just hearing that? I mean, and, 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 and see, that's the that's the thing where I was, like, a little conflicted with that, you know, because it all started with, like, kind of that, that this article that the New York Times really wrote up about their concerns about this event taking place. And once... You know, Disney, ESPN saw somebody like New York Times questioning this. That's a powerful platform right there, and it just started. You know, it made them. It made them. You know, really look at it again. You know what I'm saying? And like for me, it it wasn't a thing where it was us against Dana White. You know what I'm saying? Some no. people think that yeah, you know, people oh we won or. We was right. I'm a combat sport fan. I understood what he was doing. I can't say I respected what he was doing, but I understood what he was doing. But it just wasn't really the right time. And I was just looking at the big picture that, where did this go left, Dana? Then all all hell was going to break loose. You know what I mean? And, And was that really worth doing what you're doing? You know what I'm saying? But it wasn't me really against that, like, because I know there's a lot of bloggers who, you know, because you had a lot of people that were on different sides of it, and, you know, some people were, were, you know, getting that same question, are you happy, are you relieved, and it's not a thing of that, it's just the right thing happened, eh? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The right thing, the right thing happened, for the sake of humanity, happened, you know, not for the sake of entertainment, the right thing for humanity happened, and um, I'm okay with that. You know, I mean, as much as I want to see some fights and stuff like that, you know, we still got to put stuff in perspective. Now, if you say Dana White is going to build a garden to provide free food, that's different, you know. But him going out his way to, you know, do all this stuff just for a fight is kind of, you know, it kind of, it kind of um, is questionable. But you know, with that being said, I still got to give, you know, eat for effort because the man was. He, he was on a mission to do it. You know what I'm saying? And 
he like he said, you know, I still got everything set up. I still got the capability to do it, you know, this weekend. But, you know, I got respect for these guys, so I'm going to just, you know, stand down. But, um, yeah, man, overall, I just think it was the right thing to do, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? um, <clears throat> yeah, I was kind of glad that it just turned out this way, too, because like, I stated my opinion on it last week, too. I was just telling other people, I was like, I'm, I'd be cool with it with not happening because it's like, first of all, you know, if Khabib can't make it, you know, that's kind of already a turn off for me because, you know, like yeah, you said, it takes a win out of it yeah. right there. You know because, what like, what, five times? It's already been put off five yeah. times. So I was like, there's not much with this car they can do to salvage it and make it better. And then, you know, of course, uh, two days ago now, Rose Namajunas, you know, condolences to her family. She actually just lost mm-hmm. two family members to Corona. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and, and, and why you say that, and let's think about that, because, you know, Rose was, was down to do it, and then she lost those two family members. That that I guess that might have made her see how serious this thing is, eh? How yeah. serious it is, you know? Whereas before, she might have been like, yeah, well, when it hit her family directly, you know, it might have let her see, yo, I, I don't, this is real. I don't, you know, it's not the smart thing to do. You know, because I thought that was interesting that that was the reason why she pulled out. Because at first they didn't really say what the reason was, but mm-hmm. then I see they, you know, was talking about the other night, and I was like, wow, that's that's a deal breaker. It's you a deal, me? definitely. If, yeah. If you if you on the fence, because uh, it was interesting because even Joe Rogan was on the fence, and and, and when it was all because he was actually I think doing like a live podcast when when, when the dudes broke, and he was like actually seemed like he was relieved a little bit you know what I mean because at that point he still was saying he wasn't sure if he wanted to you know go to the go to the fight and commentate mm-hmm. so after it came out he said he was actually relieved because you know that decision was made for him you know what I mean I think probably a lot of people might have felt like that too man you know what I'm saying if it's happening I gotta go through with it but if it don't I'm relieved you right. know what I'm saying and that's how I was kind of feeling like in the beginning like I was just kind of wondering, like, why why aren't there more fighters just trying to stand against Dana on this and say, yo, my health is more important. Like, even like the main event people, like before Khabib got stranded, you know, he was like, I'll fight anywhere. And before he did get stranded, he was kind of like, you know, he'll fight him anywhere. But then when he did get stranded, he said, you know, I can't do it. And then, like, again, with fighters like Rose, you know, I'm sorry that something like that had to happen for her to pull off, pull out. But I was kind of hoping a lot of them would just say, yo, Danny, you know, I as well postpone this. Like it's too much for even me. You know what I mean? Right. 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 And um, I would say this too, even like on my Instagram, like I post some things about like, yo, it's cool if it don't happen, but they even had some of the other female fighters kind of responding back saying stuff like, Oh yeah, y'all, um, the haters, y'all can keep hating, but the card is going down. You know what I mean? Like, that was a few days ago, but now that the card ain't going down, it's like, it didn't have nothing to do with us hating. Y'all see, even the higher powers now know that they don't want to be responsible for any health risk, you know? Exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and, I mean, and, I, and that's why I say, and, you know, people, it's a lot of conflict with that where people think that it was this side against that side, and I don't think it was that. We don't want to not see the fighters make money. You know exactly. what I'm saying? We, we, we want y'all to eat good and do all of that stuff. We don't want to not see y'all make money. But this is bigger than the fighters, eh? This is the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know me? For a fighter kind of to look at it like that, you kind of being selfish. Like we said, you was making money. You should have been doing the right thing with your money. 
They always say save, yep. save your money for a rainy day, and this is a rainy day. Mm-hmm. If this ain't if this ain't a rainy day, I don't know what is a rainy day. Cause look, so, I go back to the the people in food service right now. Come on, now they they're out of jobs. The waitresses they're out of jobs. But okay, y'all fighters who are out of work. Come on, y'all make more money in one fight than they make in one night. You know, so y'all have plenty of time for financial planning. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. And still, at this point, got access to make money. Man. I mean, they can go on their platforms and and just show your face. A whole gambit of things. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So. I mean, they still not in destitute like a bartender or a waitress might be at this point in time because they don't have those options. Yeah, and um, kind of going back to uh, like it, the, you know, like I was saying earlier about like the fighters not standing together with this thing. Do you think? They were that hard up for money themselves, or do you think they wanted to entertain that bad? I mean, you have to look at it. I mean, some of those guys were that hard up for money at because they didn't do the right thing with their money. You right. don't know what each fighter, yeah. you know, financial situation. But some of those guys, they had bills calling and they didn't care what people thought or was saying. You know what I mean? There's no way in the world, in my opinion, in the pandemic that entertaining people would be on your mind, man. Yeah. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We just taking one day at a time trying to survive and stay on top of this thing that's changing daily. And you mean to tell me you're worrying about fighting? Because you got to realize it, man. I mean, training all that stuff weakens your immune system. You guys are going to be directly in harm's way, <laughs> you know? Damn right, yeah. By even entertaining this. So, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I think it boils down to people who really not doing the right thing with their money and being... It being a more financial thing than an entertainment thing. Yeah, I was going to say that too. You know? I mean, because think about it like this too, man. You know, because it's an interesting thing about Rose. Rose said, well, you know, a lot of, you know, some of her fights, um, you know, she didn't feel like she was 100% prepared for them or whatever. Who would be 100% prepared for any of these fights, man, when you can't train on the highest level? Because you can't be around people and all that. So all these people were willing to compromise that for a paycheck, which is which is interesting if you look at it. You know, who can say today besides Tony and maybe Khabib, you know, people that were on the card for a while, they were in 100% shape. Right. They were, in the, they, were in the, they were definitely in the shape to just say, you know, no. <laughs> you know, one simple word, no. You know, they didn't have to think about it. Or, you know, make a choice to say, maybe I better do this card. You know, so, I mean, something like that would just say that, yeah, these guys just need, you know, was hungry for a payday. When you were able to take a fight in the pandemic without being 100% prepared, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That sounds like money. You know, Khabib and them, that's history. This was the fifth time in the making. That's different. But, you know, all these guys were going to step up and... You know, I'm willing to save the card, and so you willing to save the UFC's card and put your your health on the line. That don't you don't get you don't really get a lot of respect from, from me from me for making a statement like that. And to be honest, not really. You get more respect saying, "Yo, I want to make sure my family was safe, my kids and my wife and my loved ones." You know, fighting is, and I'm a trust me, I'm a diehard fan, but it's not. 
And th- not at the time right now. And it's not because think about it, because even Dana White has to understand that. Look, man, like people want it, want some type of entertainment, but how are you going to bring this type of entertainment whenever right now lifestyles are changing? You know, life has changed right now. Life ain't the same. You know, life ain't the same for a lot of people. So. You know, not a lot of people out here really reaching for it like it is. You know, like I was watching the ESPN interview he did and he was talking about like he was getting a lot of, um, you know, uh, people reaching out to him like celebrities. I'm like, come on. Yeah, celebrities, they definitely other athletes. They definitely gonna reach out to you because they, they can still take the time to be entertained. But just like your average worker. A lot of these people out here, they're not. I haven't really heard too many people talking about this car because they talking about. Where am I going to get my other money, my other income from, you know? I mean, yeah, you talking about celebrities. Celebrities probably had big money riding on the fight, eh? I mean, yeah, you talking about a whole nother, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because that was no, the key no words he used. man right now was gambling. Yeah, those were key words he used. He just made it sound like his inner circle of like the higher ups, you know, yeah, people I that can afford it. People who can afford it. You know what I'm saying? Afford it, can afford to lose it, and afford to, you know, just afford the whole, the whole thing, the whole thing. And then it's like, I, I don't know if it was a pay per view, if so, this was a pay per view, so he was charging. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my thing. You really worry about entertaining the people? Put on something free. Free. Put on something free. Mm-hmm. You want to charge people a pay per view and charge them top dollar? Did you know? Right now, they ain't seen nothing. They ain't willing to pay. You know what I mean? It's just... The right thing happened, man. It got shut down. You know, not to go against Dana, not to go against the fighters, but the right thing for the world right now, America right now, was to, you know, not proceed with this. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else complied. You got to do stuff like that because it's like, okay, you let him get away with this this time. What would it be next time? Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to let people know that, oh... Regardless of what you're doing, unless it's some world-changing stuff, it's rules. You know what I mean? And what it did for me was like, okay, I was more so relieved, and it wasn't like I was happy because I'm not happy because, like I said, I'm a combat sports fan, but it's not like I was gunning for it. You know what I mean? And that's what. And but then, when he was kind of showing his cockiness, and you know, Disney, Mickey Mouse had to hit him and strike him down. Then I got a little happy because, he, you know, he, he kept trying to push the envelope too hard. You know what I mean? Trying to take these fighters to some secret island and, you know, he wasn't revealing anything. So I was relieved at first. But as he, you know, as he kept on, you know, talking and trying to boast and made it seem like he's invincible. Then whenever somebody just makes that one call and says, yo, shut it down, stand down. Then you get a little happy because, hey, you were, you weren't really just. You weren't really just being about the fire. You were just being a little over, a little cocky, you know. Yeah, and to be honest, man, in my opinion, I'm surprised he got so far. I'm surprised he got so far with it. I thought the powers of B should have been stepped. They should have not let him waste all this time. Because man, just the day before that, he was talking about how the car was going forward. So in our minds, we like, yo. Whether I like it or not, it's coming. So I, I was going to watch, eh? That's what I'm saying. This is a very conflicting thing. I was going to watch. Even though I didn't agree with the fight, I was going to watch it. Okay, here, um, speaking of being conflicted, okay, I'm, I was looking at the interview again today. You know, he did on ESPN, right? 
And um, yeah. And um, here's what he said. Okay, they gave me the call and the fight's not happening. So it's not going to happen, but it can happen next week. He was like, I can make this thing happen next week. Is he is he just in denial? He just kept saying that over and over saying, okay, next week, like if I want, I can still make this happen. It's still going down like it. He just would not take no for a full on answer. Well, yeah, I was taking it as, yo, I, it's not on me. If it was up to me, we'd be fighting next week. They they blame them. They the ones who made the call. I gotta be. I'm ready to go. Like I said, that was. You know what I'm saying? It's not me. Mm-hmm. But it is you because you was the one bolstering and trying to go forward with this. You never should have. You know what I'm saying? They just did the right thing. You know, they just did the right thing. Yeah, because uh, you know, he kept saying to a lot of the fighters, he kept you know hitting the fighters up, saying, "Yeah, you know, keep training because you know." The, it's still going to happen. You know, a fight might be coming up for you, but even then, like when you put fighters on a regimen like that, where they got to hustle to train and they're not sure when the schedule is, it would kind of offset their, their bodies to me, you know, maybe, maybe overtrain or maybe undertrain or, or kind of play with their mental game. Like they might get hyped for it. Then they might lose it when they hear no. And then when it comes back on, they don't know how to feel, you know what I mean? So my, like I said, fighting still mental. So, it's going to kind of play with their emotions a little bit, you know? I, I, I was thinking about that too, man. but, you know, I mean, like, we live in uncertain times right now, and, and if you're so pressed to fight, you need to kind of probably be in some type of shape a few weeks away from it or something at all times, you know what I mean? These young guys that, you know, like, don't use this time to, tur- to get 300 pounds, man. Definitely. Because no, we don't know yeah. when the fight might come. You know, we don't right. know times is really uncertain right now. But you know, a fighter just in a fighter's mind, they should always kind of want to be doing something. At, in my opinion, I mean, there's stuff you could do at the house. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if if if, if, if you're fighting, you've been getting nice check. You try you a, a decent workout set up at the crib, eh? Mm-hmm. You don't think so? I think so. Yeah. You don't think so? Yeah. You should, you should have a garage, some weights. Heavy bag, or speed. You should have some stuff, man. Eh? I ain't saying you gotta have an octagon in the crib, but you should have some stuff to work out. Oh yeah, definitely. There's no two ways about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think you're gonna have all of that. Like, yeah, every fighter should have that, though. You know, with that money first, you should build at least your little gym. You know what I mean? Sure. With, with your basics. But um, I guess I was kind of meaning like the actual, actual time where they could get sparring in to kind of get the mind right. You know what I mean? I mean that's that, that's that's going to be tricky. Yeah, you know, that that will be tricky. People had to be tested, and I mean, and I'm just saying, if this don't go away in a year, you know, at some time, I mean, we probably will have to learn how to deal with this and go on. But something like that, you know, you had to your circle had to be small. You're not call, you're not calling and training partners from all over the world like you used to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, now you factor in how is that going to affect my performance? If, if that's an issue, then people might not need to be fighting in that. If you're not getting the stuff that you feel like you need to be a thousand percent, then maybe we don't need fighting. Simple as that, eh? in my opinion, because we don't need people going out there getting hurt because they not in a hundred percent because they couldn't spar. Yeah. They couldn't do this. You know, that don't make sense to me. Eh? I'm not a fan in that way of it. I want some people on the top level competing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I never want to see a fighter, you know, use that excuse to just say, oh, I'm this injury prone all the time. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess my thing was just kind of looking at the I expect 
the top athletes to always be in some type of shape, even off off season. You know what I mean? Because your body really is your career, you know, mm-hmm. you know, that's your, your, it's your walking career. So it should always be in some type of fighting shape. But, you know, I know, I guess I was just talking about like the mental part, like, you know, whether or not they're, they, they know how to get back in that mind frame whenever somebody keeps telling them that, no, it's on, no, it's all, no, it's yeah, on. And, and, and like I say, that's going to be rough, man, because we living in a new time. We living in uncertain times where you mm-hmm. might can't get that solid schedule like you used to have. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because of what's going on. Um, it is going to be a factor. It is going to be tough, but this might be the way it is moving forward. You know what I'm saying? So you kind of got to just balance that kind of balance that that, that 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 out you know um, you know it's like football players they say that that might not be starting in the fall mm-hmm. yeah so, i heard i mean are, are these guys that just get 500 pounds and you know it might not start in the fall it might start in the winter who knows you know what i'm saying um it's just it's just one of the it's it's, it's just one of, in my opinion one of those tricky things because at the times we live in at this particular moment that there people gonna have to yeah, kind of deal with. You it, know what I'm saying? It's more so like a mental adjustment, you know, and instead of like the physical adjustment where you say, "Okay, I can't train here, I got to train home." It's just some mental they're gonna have to work out. Yeah, and and like I say, some people might might not be able to do it. You know, everybody's not gonna make it, at, but there's some people who gonna do what they got to do. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that every fighter's gonna be able to adapt to working out in the house. You know, some people might feel like, "Yo, this is not enough." You know, I need my nutritionist. I need this. I need that. Mm-hmm. You know, to even just mentally. Some people, ready, you know, some people just need that camaraderie. You know what I mean? When the gym. yeah, they see that 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 push, that mo- that that motivation. And, and like I said, I mean, if you can get people tested, if they can come out with a test where, like a, a pregnancy test, where you can test yourself on the spot or a diabetes, you know, something like that, then you know maybe we can we can we can have more contact than. You know, we used to have, you know, because I heard guys now saying that they've been small and they've just been with a smaller circle. You know what I'm saying? Like I say, you're not flying people in and going this gym to that gym. People just working with a small set group of people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a thousand percent could be the spawn. I mean, Tony say he he he, he was spawn for this fight or whatever. He don't normally spawn, but I'm sure these people been spawn at. Eh? Maybe not on the way they was before, but I I, I can't see a person going into a fight without sparring. I mean, Tony Ferguson said he did. He's, he, 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 he's different, but, you know, other than that, can you see a guy feeling comfortable going into a boxing or MMA match without sparring that? I can't see that. I, I, I don't, like... I want to say I heard somebody say that they don't recommend like sparring too hard or even like some sparring like weeks before the fights. I can't think of who it is, but we might have to see if we can find some fighters out there who say they don't spar. Is anybody special out there? But like, but for these mixed martial arts guys, like a lot of them, they need to get some kind of, you know, mat work in, you know, groundwork, um, you know, whether it's just grappling or wrestling, you know, they got to work on something, you know? Yeah. That's why, I, for me, I can't. I mean, even a boxer, you still would want to t- be touching a body, not just uh, some hands or a bag. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. A comfort level to me, you know. So, but I mean, I'm sure there's some freaks in nature out there who claim they don't do it, but I still think it's an intricate part of combat sports, man. Yeah, it, it is. It is. I think. Something we might talk about in another episode that sparring and I think road work it never really changes to me. 
you know, that's just old fashioned thinking. But yeah, I, I road work is foreign, I think. But um, still on this training um, talk, man, um, Dana White, he talked about starting Fight Island, <laughs> you know, having like the Fight Island set up. Like he, he what he tell the guy? He's all man. I might have this thing up in about a, a month. A month. A month. A month. <laughs> I was expecting six months, a year. I was expecting a year or two, man. <laughs> this was a month. So this fight island is supposed to have, okay, they're going to have the, the venue built, you know, where they have the fights. And he said they also can have, you know, the facilities where the fighters can train and get ready and prepare for a fight, man. Like, what's your take on that, man? Like, when you first heard that, a month. That, when he said a month, it definitely surprised me because... You're saying they just building infrastructure right now. So, I mean, that's going to take time. Then you're talking about medical things put into place and just a whole bunch of things that we need to be involved with. Something that sounds like a short time in a, in a month. You know, a month don't sound like enough time to do all the things that you would think would need to be built from the ground up to, you know, accommodate what he's talking about. So... Unless, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's been working on this for a while. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I don't know, but a month, it definitely kind of shocked me when he, when he, when he said a, a month to it. But, but back to what I was saying, like, I mean, moving forward, we might be having to look at these types of setups to get the game going again. You know, I posted something last week, and I was asking, you know, is this something that, you know, boxing may have to entertain, you know what I mean? a place where you can allow a certain amount of people, not a whole lot, to, you know, keep the game going. I mean, I, I don't know, eh? you know, because I don't know what the future holds. I, people thinking, I, I don't see us going back to 100% normalcy, and I think some of this stuff is going to carry on probably for... I think at least life, you know. Yeah, like you some know, new, some new things. I hate to sound harsh, but I could see it going on for maybe two or three, four years, you know. And then I mean, some things that think. Now that we know about something how it can spread like this, people might feel like they they never really want to stop wearing the mask or just mm-hmm. being super precautious. It's, it's going to take a toll because it, it, it might not be COVID nineteen, but it could be the next thing. So people are always going to be in that mindset. Mm-hmm. Yo, look, COVID nineteen hit. We wasn't prepared for it. It went left. So I'm just thinking. I mean, just a lot of things we might be just taking more in consideration. I mean, social distancing. Yeah, because think about that. Yeah, you know. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Like the three to four years, or say however long it takes, it could make like the whole contact in sports just like evolve as far as health guidelines. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. I really think you know we are going to see some things. Think we might see the Kumite. Yeah, some new things come about from this point on, and it's just the, the normal way of life from from now on because. A virus can hit at any time. It's not like, oh, that's what they used to do back in the day. This is this is any any probably time you know moment in time when somebody can do some bio warfare or you know what I'm saying some some something like this could happen again. You know, so um, I'm thinking we gonna we we definitely need some some precautions and some things in place for something like this to, to happen. We can contain it and control it. It won't oh, yeah. be left like it did this time. You know. Hey, what you were saying about the with the box on the island? You mean you think we gonna get to that that point like the Kumite? 
Like, you know, we're no, going to have, no, like, a no, blood sport you. thing or, like, like game, or not game of death, but enter the dragon type situation, right? Uh, and, 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 oh, oh, so is that how people taking it at? That's how some people were. Know. That's yeah, how I've seen people referring to it as Bruce Lee. I remember Fight Island, but I, I, I just thought he was calling it that just because that's where he'll be having, you know, his fights. And I couldn't entertain like the, 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 the just like, like a Kumite style. I, I don't think I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I haven't been processed nothing like that yet, brother. I had to sit back and think about something like that because see, I, can't... I, I, I don't see it happening to him because it's just. One, one main factor is how would they how would they going to bring that money together? A boxer used to get paid a whole lot of money. An yeah. MMA fighter used to not get paid a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? See, I kind of thought it would come to that. Maybe like in years to come, it's just because like the way a lot of the the fans were reacting whenever he did announce like an island, and he did announce 249 taking place. There were a lot of people cheering like, "Oh yeah, Dana's the man. He did it. He's got this island. We gonna get our fight." So. You just kind of had that bloodthirsty crowd that was just looking for fights, you know what I mean? And it just kind of opened my eyes up to be like, man, like, with the whole thing like this going down, plus these bloodthirsty fans, like, I almost thought of this episode of The Walking Dead where the guy, the governor, he he would bring in, like, the zombies to fight people, you know what I mean? So I just kind of felt like people want to be entertained no matter what. You know what I mean, and I, I just feel like there there's still those bloodthirsty diehard fans that will say, "I want it," regardless. And um, I mean, we're still kind of far away from something crazy like that Kumite happening, but I'm just saying, like, I mean, but you could be on to something, man, in 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 in, in the realm of that, you know, human nature, humans are violence. We like violence. Yeah. And you talking about an island that's not regulated by the U.S. So right. Mm-hmm. It would be other loopholes there that. They would be able to, you know, capitalize on for those types of scenarios. You know what I'm saying? So, so who knows? But you know, it would be something new. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be the UFC. It wouldn't be considered boxing. It would be something new that probably would bring a whole new crowd in. That I mean, oh. right now, I had to process it because I don't know if I want to see it right at this particular second. Because it's a lot to think about. Mm-hmm. It's a lot to think about. How fair would it be? You know, the Kumite was a movie, but how fair would it be? with a boxer just having one discipline to go in there with a guy who got 10 disciplines he, you know what I'm saying yeah not even that like drug testing like how would drug testing be now like with with, with commissions you know just saying like oh I don't want to be part of that like who would be doing who would who would be regulating like drug tests from there you know what I mean that's well, why I, I was kind of thinking right like, now nobody you saw the testing nobody right now mm-hmm. so even these fights Saturday I mean, these guys, nobody was testing them for that. USADA, he ain't mentioned nothing about USADA. You know, the USADA's standing down. They saying, the, the, the world say to stand down. We standing down. We're not testing nobody. Damn. Shoot, they said, so you know, they main business right now. They just saying, look, yeah. we doing this to make sure that nothing goes down, you know? So when you say that, like, so who's going to be testing? Vada? Is Vada going to be, t- was, were they going to be testing uh, the USC fighters in? Yeah, they they didn't mention nothing that. Damn, I, I'm thinking I'm thinking all those. That's the thing about this thing; it was unregulated. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It was Dana kind of doing his own thing. And, I mean, that could get dangerous. Yeah, you using your doctors, you using your labs, 
you using, you know, you want this event to, to go on. You're not going to say, hey, somebody pissed dirty. I got to call. You're not going to, you're not going to say that. <laughs> you're not going to say that, man. Right. Yeah, that's uh, that's why I was. That's a good point to bring up because, like you saying, you you Sada, they're they're not testing any athletes. Then I'm I'm kind of wondering, okay, is Vada going to do the same thing, or is Dana just going to fly under the radar with this thing and you know say, okay, we don't have to do drug drug testing the same the same style, you know? I mean, and the thing about it is, like the guy Luke Thomas. It was funny because he was saying the day before they shut it down, he was saying, you know what, y'all? He was saying, you know, I bought this point up and I thought the car wasn't too safe. He was like, and to be honest, I'm really shocked. He was like, I got so much backlash and people calling me a hater and this, that, and third. He was like, but I just want y'all to know y'all won. You know, I just thought that I had some valid points to bring up about, you know, shit that a lot of people felt. So then the next day, the news broke. And, you know, he was kind of saying, you know, he wasn't happy. Pretty much the same thing that we said. It was just the right thing to do or whatever. But, mm-hmm. you know, he definitely got a lot of pushback on kind of just saying, like, some, some stating some of the obvious things, man. And um, it's, it's, just, it's just funny how that can be that way sometimes. And you know what I'm saying? When you're standing up for the right thing and trying to say what's right, you know, you kind of turn into the enemy. Yeah, and, man. You know, you know, he was catching a lot of flack. It wasn't a him and the Dana White thing. It was a, you know, the right thing to do. I mean, he's a sport, a combat sports analyst, so he wants to see fights. You know, what I mean, that's that. That's what people got it messed up at. The people that are saying this, you act like we don't, we don't love the sport, or we don't watch. <laughs> you feel me? We do watch it. We do love it, but you know, I want to be entertained. But at what cost, man? Like I say, the same way I don't want to see a guy go in there and lose his life. I don't want to see a guy. go over there and get sick because what Luke Thomas was saying for the Brazilian card nobody was testing for COVID-19 it just so happened that everything worked out it it wasn't like they took precautions to make sure everything worked out he said nobody was tested for that you know that's right because um, one of the uh, straw weights on there Randa Marco she stated that I forgot to mention that. Yeah, she had stated that. Yeah, she wasn't tested for that I remember she got sick too or something like she got sick it wasn't COVID but she got sick but she found it weird that she didn't get tested for that too, you know. So, that's what I'm saying. You know, it's just the worst thing we could have happened with this fight Saturday is somebody went and caught COVID from this sport that a lot of the world still frowns upon and looks at it like a dog fight. Them pressing forward, doing something in the state at a time like this and causing this that would have been terrible for them. It man, like that's what I'm saying. Like people always people forget. Like it, it goes back to being a kid. Sometimes, like when your parents say no about something, you get mad, but you're gonna thank them in the you know you're gonna thank them in the long run. You know they don't understand it, but you think that people as they get older they're gonna understand more things like this. Like it's something for your own good. You know it's not just about what you want to do or have your your enjoyment. Sometimes you gotta look out for your your security. You know. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you see all the other major players, you know, stepping down. You know what I'm saying? Stepping down and... Oh, look here. Um, Yeah, I, yeah, we forgot to mention this too. Yeah, you know, 249 was supposed to go down on that Tachi Palace Casino Resort. Mm-hmm. It's near Fresno, they say. And um, yeah. 
it's on some islands, like some tribal lands. They well, tribal lands, not islands, but tribal lands. And um, and this is like what we were talking about. See, it's on these lands, but the California State Athletic Commission, their ban on boxing or all combat sports, it don't apply to that island. That's what I'm saying. Or that so, that, that, that land. Yeah, Danny could do whatever he wanted to do out there. Mm-hmm. So, so, so that, that that's just that's just murky water right there. Eh? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. When you, in my opinion, when you talk about a regulated sport, teetering into realms of being unregulated, come on, no other sport would do that. Eh? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you won't hear you know NBA owners saying you know yeah, we're going yeah, to put this not, thing yeah, together. You know what I'm saying? It ain't official. Yeah, and I told you that's why I was kind of getting nervous with it because I was like, he kind of taking it in those realms where it's going to be like some, you know, some type of no holds bar island at some point whenever he just starts finding, you know, little fine lines where he can kind of, you know, you know, read between the lines and say, okay, I don't have to do this or, oh, this is legal here or no, we don't have to drug test. So, I mean, it's just paranoid thinking people might think, but this was just the first step. You know, and once you can get a big following behind you, then that's when it get dangerous. And he got a big yeah. following. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it will be, I mean, we got bare knuckle boxing right now, an audience for that. So mm-hmm. it definitely will be an audience for the Kumute. It wouldn't be me necessarily yet. I don't know, but it would be, he would find the audience for it, you know, and that, that, that could be, you know, I, I think he kind of realized that the boxing game, he's not getting into that. So he, who, who knows what's in his mind, man? You know what I mean? But we see that he's a, in my opinion, a, I ain't going to say a narcissistic person, but he's very self-centered. You know what I mean? It's about, ah, I, I can go next week. I was ready. I'm going to pay the fighters. I'm going to do this very, ah. But I tell you one thing that was interesting, man. From what I saw, not one time did he mention the Petita brothers. Normally, yeah, because me and the Petita brothers were on board, he didn't mention them one time with this, you know. I think they supported him, but they didn't really want to be on record. They did supporting supporting this thing. No. I didn't hear nothing about them. I, I, I definitely think so. I, I, they didn't want to be they didn't want to be tied to it, you know, out in the public if it went wrong. You know what I mean? So they played it safe. They were going to get a check from it. They were going to get a check, but they didn't mm-hmm. want to be connected to it. They said Dana let Dana go out there and be the puppet. He'd allow him out, let him run out there, and that's what he did. You mm-hmm. know. Because never once normally, yeah, I talked to the Tita brothers. They he didn't mention it one time. Yeah, they didn't mention it. Nah, because he, you know, he was he was really trying to take his I I I. I mean, they were behind him with it to a certain extent, but it was like, yo, you do this, you you put your face out there, yeah, and you're the guy that they're all gonna hate exactly. if something happens, exactly. you know. You know, they gave him the green light because they they want money. You know what I'm saying? He couldn't have did it without their green light. Oh yeah. They, you know they wasn't going. They wasn't going to be on TV, or you wasn't going to hear them saying that we 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 want to go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cause they knew the ramifications of this thing that could have possibly happened. They've been in business for a long time, man. Like he said, the casinos that they own and other people own in Vegas shut down right now. They, yeah. under, they ain't never seen that. Man. They yeah. understand what's going on. That's something different, man. You know, they understand. They said, "Well, Daniel, go ahead and see what you can do." But, you know, don't put my name in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, man, it's looking like, though, like I said, um, it's it, to me, it's a big relief. And 
it's it's kind of looking shaky as far as how it's going to go from here. Because I mean, I think California that ban was until May thirty first. So, you know, from here it looked like ESPN said, "Yo, this event and the next few events are going to be canceled. No fights in April." So yeah, he, it's, it's canceled due indefinitely right now. Indefinitely, it ain't no timeline. That's that, that's ESPN works. Yeah, indefinitely right now. Mm-hmm. We not airing it. Yeah, um, he might find somebody to air, it, but we ain't airing it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's indefinitely right now. All the cards is canceled indefinitely. So, hey, we look on like the, I say. on the good side though. Uh, he said that Tachi Palace they can have his next card that comes up. You know, whenever everything goes back to somewhat normal, he said that. Yeah. You know, they can hold the card there in California. So, hey, <laughs> you know that's good news for him. Yeah, I mean, for them, I mean, it, now. It, it was a big secret. Now people know about it, which brought a lot of attention to the island. It's gonna be a good look now, right? Know? People anticipated. They, you, they got that new word now, fight island. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so fight island. Mm-hmm. They definitely. I'm um, looking forward to it. And then, like I say, it, it might just be something that moving forward he has to consider. Like he said, I got international fighters too. He said I can't just fight my American fighters. Right. Burn them out. I had to balance. The fights and I had to find somewhere to fly them. You know, yeah, we mm-hmm. can meet in the middle or accommodate this. So, like I said, I mean, the fight island, it could just be something out of necessity moving forward. I'm just saying, I mean, even for boxing, I mean, if we never really can get back to a live crowd, boxing will have to figure something out too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, fight island, like I said, I'm just looking at it like an island where fights take place. I wasn't looking at it as some crazy, unregulated, or anything goes type place. If it's if it's a boxing match on Fight Island, I want to see boxing, man. Yeah. You know what I mean, to me, that would be huge. Uh, uh, AJ and Tyson Fury on Fight Island—that's some TV shit, eh? That's mm-hmm. a movie. You know, mostly you heavy. Know you know, take your heavyweight fights out there, whatever. You know, I yeah. mean, come on, man. I mean, I mean, and then you factor into, you know, you kind of. Looking a little more safer than, you know, being out there away from people in the middle of the water or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I, I like I said, I'm, I'm cool with finding a place that we can go to. We can, you know, see not not like let's go to a place where fighting, you know, they can go perform and you know get some get something out there. Oh yeah, look that that. It would be something nice. I mean, just to kind of make it like a resort type of thing. You know what I mean? Just to kind yeah. of, if they're under like normal circumstances where everybody can just kind of like look at it in like that way. But like Dana was kind of putting this thing together at the last minute and just kind of making everybody look at it like sideways. Like, yo, man, like you ain't really taking the time to do this. So, you know, this is something like serious. You know what I mean? Like you taking something to an island because, yeah, you got to think of so many different regulations like. Where does this island fall under? Does it fall under this part of the country or what? You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. And then, I mean, just, you know, like we said last episode, I mean, is it a hospital, is hospital accommodations on there? You know, is it things that, if, you know, the worst case scenario happened, that we got a plan to, 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 to handle that? That's a lot to, to factor in when, when, and the Dana, we just started hearing about this a week ago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You do, how did you do all this that quick? You know what I'm saying? Um, but like I say, all this stuff could just be a blessing in disguise. I mean, even for somebody like Justin Gaethje, 
the dude, he was taking a very, very, very dangerous fight on short notice. This could have ended your damn career. You know, it could have went the other way too, but it could have went left for you too. You know, because like I said, I mean, it's bad enough you can't really train like that. And then you're taking this fight on short No, that, 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 I don't know how good that, how good that turned out for Justin Gaethje. Bro, look, when you I know, heard... he had a punch his chance. He always had a punch his chance, but outside of that, hey. I don't know. Look, when I heard he was announced to be the main event against Tony, I was like, what? I was like, man, I'm... I'm you know, no disrespect, but he kind of endangered himself sometimes when he take punches, man. And like, come on, Tony Ferguson, man, that that striking is, you know, is some of the best striking I've seen. You know what I mean? He got some of the best striking out there. So, and I mean, the defense of somebody like Justin Gaethje, I'm like, wow, bro, like you, you, you are lucky this car was postponed. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. You might have dodged Yeah. So yeah, it, it was a blessing, man. It was it was definitely a blessing to me. I think it's gonna make a lot of people learn a little bit of what they don't have nowadays, and that's discipline, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, this stuff is gonna change the world. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna make people realize that, like we was talking in the beginning of the episode, your house is not present. Like people looking at the house as an enemy. People. She'd be grateful to have a house somewhere to go and be safe and mm-hmm. call your castle. You know what I mean? Because some people don't even have a house right now. Eh? Like I say, can you imagine being in the shelter right now with COVID going on? Yeah, you know. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just come on, man. All you got to do is think about some stuff, man. It's not, it's not the worst thing, but I think after we get through this, we'll be able to sit home and play some board games and do some things that people really got away from. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I, like I tell you, man. Still reading these books out here, man. So, um, you know, so I've been doing them. Um, you know, I I told you I read that Tommy Davidson um, autobiography. I, it was good, man. I finished it. it. Definitely, um, you know, I don't know if you read a lot of like different types of books like that, but it's something I recommend. You know. Okay. Because you know, like I said, you, he, did, you did the audio, or you got the physical book? Oh, I did the physical. Yeah. Okay. Still old fashioned, man. I still just read books. Like audio's been around a while, yeah, but I never really got on, got into audio. But I just kind of like just sit back and read a book, you know. So, but it, it's definitely something I recommend to anybody, even if they don't read. Like if you're a fan of Tommy Davidson, man, like just hearing that he was in the boxing world and you know the comedy world and all of that, um, very very fascinating, man. Uh, and again, man, like reading his book just taught you a lot about discipline man just just the error he came up in and like how he had to deal with you know doors shutting in his face and you know contracts being ripped up and all of that it's just like yo he, he really grew up in that time where you had to be humble you know yeah yeah that, that's a, and, and like you say man um that era was an era of yeah, humble man. I mean, now it's everybody's the biggest, the baddest. Everybody know everything. It's just, everybody is everything now, and they not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Man? They're not. Oh yeah, yeah. And I like in that like his 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 come up in the comedy world, kind of like to boxing because it's the same thing. It's kind of cutthroat. Like you got to be, you got to have something. You got to have something because you spar. You know, he makes comedy sound like sparring when you go back and forth or you open at night for like between Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor, 
You know what I mean? It's like fighting, like talking about two champions. Yeah, exactly. Imagine being on like an undercard with Mike Tyson or something. You know, you you got to show up. You know what I mean? You got to be like, oh, that's that kid that was on that card. You know, he was he was. I almost wanted to see him more than I saw Tyson. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. the way he just kind of liking what he did to like boxing, you know, like working out, going on stage, working out. It just made it seem like this era that now nowadays is kind of missing something. You know. Like that, they're just missing so much. Like they they get a few likes, they get a few thumbs ups on certain things, and they're like, "Oh man, I'm I, I'm I'm this big, you know? I'm a superstar, you know." And I'm talking about either boxing or comedy, you know? What I mean, boxers like they knock out a few bums, and after that, they go on Instagram and they're a superstar. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Times have definitely changed, my brother. Like I, I saw somebody post on Instagram, like he about. He about lost the so I can't remember who it was, but like I might have to tell you off off the mic if I can remember. But yeah, but before we jump to the next one, did you have anything else to say about Dana Man and his car? No, no, just just you know, I mean, like my opinion, I think the right thing happened, and you know, we 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 a little fight another day. It's all about safety. Always, man. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, this is a quick topic, man. I was just wanted to tell you I was watching the um interview on Fight Hype, um the interview with Errol Spence and he talked about a lot of interesting things, you know, about coming back into the ring, you know, whenever, you know, things try to get back to normal. He talked about trying to get back in the ring in September or October, you know, God willing. And um I'll tell you one of the key things that I kind of like what he talked about and something you had posted on Instagram I kinda of looked at the same way was his relationship with his advisor, you know, Al Heyman. And, you know, I know you had mentioned, like, Al Heyman, like, kind of making these other guys like Eddie Hearn and Bob Arum kind of step their game up. Well, I kind of feel like, you know, Al Heyman, he's kind of been in a lane of his own, just the kind of way he treated, from the way Errol Spence said he treats him and some of the other fighters. Well, their relationship is a little bit more personal the way he made it sound, like, as far as how Al Heyman looked out for him with his money. You know, um, he was talking about, like, when he was younger, like, at 22, and, you know, Al Heyman was you know, putting him on different things about, you know, saving your money, you know, saving up for retirement. And, um, you know, Errol Spence was saying at the time, you know, he really wasn't thinking about that. He wanted to bag. And, uh, you know, Al was like, you know, no, nah, I'm not giving you this much money. You know, you're going to get this amount of money. And he said in the long run, as he, you know, he got older and, you know, started getting belts and become a champion, he started understanding what he was talking about. You know, he wanted him to be set for life, you know. He wanted him to have a life outside of boxing. I thought that was just, you know, something that you don't hear a lot of promoters talk about, Pete. No, I mean, I, I can I can agree with that. And I mean, just looking out for the complete fighter, not just in the ring. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, I mean, and, you know, when you just think about Al Heyman, you, you know, you really start hearing his name really with Floyd and, Knowing the type of person Floyd is, Floyd don't get too many people props, and he been giving Al Heyman props from day one. And um, I don't think he would give nobody those type of accolades if they wouldn't a genuine person with him. And then every other person you kind of hear talk about Al really kind of has that same thing to say about Al. You know, you don't really hear too many bad things from fighters about Al, but um, right. I agree with you on that end. I mean, I think he can just make a connection with these guys and say that 
you know, Al making money, he got money. It's not about him making money. He gonna make money regardless, and he wanna show these guys how to always make money and be set for life. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these promoters, once you're done, that's it. You know, once you take a loss, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, on the flip side is of it <clears throat> is, you know, Al can give you all the advice he wants. You have to be receptive to it. I mean, he's giving, I'm sure he's and Broner the same advice. A lot of these guys the same advice, and it's up to you that you do, you know, with the advice. Like, I'm sure some other promoters may have given guys good advice, but it is up to the guy, you know. But I do hear guys speaking about Al Heyman in a different way than you hear Terrence speaking about Bob. Right. Uh, Daniel Jacobs talking about Eddie Hearn. You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. It's not the same. It's more business with them when you hear those guys talk about their promoters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Al Heyman, they make it seem like they was in Al Heyman house or Al Heyman was at their house or they talk to Al Heyman on a regular basis, not just when it's a fight popping up, man. So, um, I do agree with that. And, like, my thing, my, when I made the post, I was just saying that he made those guys step up because they wouldn't they wouldn't be able to sign nobody giving them peanuts no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. however you want to look at it or take it, he was kind of the catalyst for that. When he started paying fighters decent money and setting fighters up, Eddie Hearn and Bob Early, they couldn't get guys for peanuts. Not when Al Heyman doing this over here. So, you know, in my opinion, he made them start, you know, coming to the table with, 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 with more than just a contract. Right. You know what I mean? Even like now, Eddie Hearn coming with big bags, but that's not the answer. Nope. You exactly. Know, Bob exactly. Irm is coming with uh, uh, 40 years worth of boxing experience. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he he's proven in the game, but somebody like Eddie Hearn just coming with the big bags, that's not the answer. You know what I mean? Bob Arum has been around for a long time. He knows talent. He knows the game, you know, but mm-hmm. he got a bad reputation, too, <laughs> you know, in the game. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, I, 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 I agree with that, eh? you know what I mean? Al Heyman, the way you hear guys speak about Al Heyman is different. It hit different than the way you hear people talk about Eddie Hearn or, you know, Bob 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 Arm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, it is what it is. It's, I'm not saying any of them are better than the other. I'm just saying on what we hear from fighters and eh? my, you know, what, what, what we're hearing. Right. You know, and that um that impression means a lot. It definitely means a lot to the fighters. And you know, whenever I see it myself. And kind of look at it like that whenever a fighter has nothing good to say. I mean, when they have nothing but good to say about him, you know, it makes you think about it. Because, like, even with Al Heyman, like, you know, his fighters, he take care of black, white, or Mexican. You know, you got Mario Barrios out here saying, thank you, Al Heyman. You know the saying. You know that saying, right? (laughs) Thank you, Uncle Al, they be saying. so. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad you brought that up, man, because it's it's, it's not just a black thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Those guys just, you know, taking care of of his fighters in general. You know what I mean? Yeah, Jose Zito Lopez, he went out the way, you know, to say, oh man, you know, he's been looking out for us. So it's like, the relationship is there, but like, you don't see this guy, but the guys that you see, like Bob Arum and Eddie Hearn, 
mm, their relationships with like Terrence or like a. Oh man, right? You ever see that post where somebody posted a Tony Bell? You kind of like pushing <laughs> Eddie Hearn off when he tried to hug him. That was funny, man. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. I wouldn't see. I wouldn't see. Let's say if Eddie Al Hammond came out to one fight and he gave one of them a hug, I don't see any of the guys like pushing him off like that. You know what oh, I mean? No, come on, man. I mean, no, not not at all. And that, and that's another like element to like Al Heyman. The fact that he's not around, he's not trying to take the spotlight. He's not doing interviews. He's not mm-hmm. you know chasing the spotlight. He, that's all for the guys. Y'all don't. I mean, a promoter don't really got to be seen. That we don't need to know what Eddie Hearn looks like. We don't need to know what Bob Arum looks like. Mm-hmm. We really don't. That's not important. They're not fighting. They're not training. They're not doing nothing that's detriment for us to see them. So I even like the way he moving behind the scenes like that. Eh? You know, he ain't trying to take no credit. He giving them all the credit. They giving him the credit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, once again, that's that's that speaks volumes. Eh? When nobody sees you, the reason we know about you is people mention your name constantly, right? In a positive light. So, and you know that's I what pisses a lot of people off. Like, oh man, I don't see this guy. Where course, is he? You know, who course, is he? You know. Of course, of course, of course. And you another know, thing too, yeah. Like with Arrow, is like he made another good. Uh, he dropped another good, ju- another good jewel for you know young fighters who want to come up. They need to listen to. Like he said, like when he started to, when he saw the offer, like from top er- top rank from Arrow, he said that you know that. You know, it was a it was a huge amount. You know, it was like a huge sign on bonus. But like he said, what other people didn't understand, like when he didn't take it, you know, you gonna have to pay that back, you know? That that it was a sign on bonus, but he was like, Yo, you gotta pay that back still. So he was like, I thought of that too. So it was better with the Al offer where you get X amount of dollars and just kinda of work your way up. And then by the end you're gonna be you'll be smiling, you know, because by the end you realize that, oh man, he was really setting me up. He's Helping me with my money in different ways that no other promoter would, and and, 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 and you have to do your part too. You know what I'm and saying? And he's doing you his do part. What he say, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you do what he say, you'll be set up. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, he's giving that advice to other fighters. They just not taking it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't make somebody take advice. So, you know, Earl was a student of the game. He's he, he he's listening to a wise man, which is the right thing to do, man. And you know, Without just and think just like who who you think. He'll probably get him get his hands, you know, with uh, Jerry Jones and them. You know, I know he's from Texas, but, you know, those kind of ties help. Of course. Of course. Mm -hmm. Of course. Because you're talking about a guy who was in the concert business who got relationships with every big arena Mm -hmm. in America, I'm sure. You know what I mean? So things like that. That's what I'm saying. I mean, making connections and setting you up in different ways, not just in the ring. eh? You know what I'm saying? Not just in the ring. Mm -hmm. That's why I say going back even to the post again man just saying like what Al Heyman does is kind of making fighter it's kind of making Bob Arum and Eddie Hearn like it's almost like forcing them to pay more but it's more so making them try to blind fighters more like notice with the zone they they they've been giving out a lot of money then the rumor is that they owe a lot of money you know then there's rumors of Bob Arum trying to sell top rank now because you know I don't think he's making a lot of money back with the fighters he's got. You know, he's not even promoting Bud, right? So it's kind of like they're trying to put out this big money to put up the big front. 
all because Al Heyman, he's doing a little bit better. So it's kind of making them speed up, but at the same time, they're losing money, you know? Right, right, right. Because it's not about just throwing out big money. And that's why I say that's all Eddie Heron is doing. Yeah. Throwing out big bags. You got to throw out big bags, but with, with, with information behind it, you feel me? So, I mean, Al Heyman, everybody know the Mike Tyson story. Everybody knows what happens when you give certain guys from certain demographics a million dollars. We already know that story, and so why are we still doing it? You know what I'm saying? Why are we still giving guys a million dollars with no information? Right. You can't, you can't do it if you really care. Some people don't care. They want you, as long as you perform on fight night, that's all that matters. But, you know, somebody like Al Heyman understands that these young guys, they don't need all these millions. They're going to self-destruct. Exactly. They're going yeah. to self-destruct. So, no, I'm going to set you up. You got a vehicle. You got a house. You know what I'm saying? That you buy and your bills is paid. That's all you really need right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's all you really need right now. And 10 years later, when you own a house or a couple houses and then real estate and got some, you, you'll be thanking me, you know, for that. You know, you'll be thanking me for that as opposed to me giving you 10 million and you blowing it in two years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you know I mean? imagine, like, I don't see. Al Heyman being the guy to lay down and give Canelo three hundred million. Of course, that's why Canelo ain't with him. You know what I mean? But like Eddie Hearn probably felt the re- the, the way to dazzle and really spoil a guy like Canelo was just straight up giving three hundred million. I'd be like three hundred million, man. That's kind of you know you're letting the fighter t- run you. Then you know what I mean? There has to be some I mean, balance, man. Somebody like Canelo, Canelo in a position he's supposed to be his own boss. So you know if you want to do business with him, mm-hmm. it's going to be big money. It's going to be some type of partnership. So you know Eddie just figured, yo, I'm gonna go ahead and give him way more money than I know he probably deserve and and hook him. But was again once again was that the right thing to do? Just throw him big bags. At people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Just throw him big bags at people. I, I you know that ain't really yet to be seen is a, is a good thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, you know, somebody like Canelo, you know, certain people in the game, you got to play a different game with them, man. He's not a 22-year-old young man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He's uh... you know, he, he accomplished <laughs> boxer already. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um, And he, yeah, like you said, he definitely ain't in the realm where you have to, he, you know, well, you could look at him. He ain't that kind of guy that you could just look at and say, man, you need to set your money up because you ain't going to make it off of this anymore. You know what I mean? Like he's definitely a guy that has has the looks. He has different other other things he could go into outside of boxing. But there are other guys that you have to grab and say, "Man, you need your money in something like a four hundred one k similar." Mm-hmm. With Al Hamas to set you up with some investments, so you good once you get out. You know, because some guys, like you said before, all you are was going to be a fighter. So once you get done, you need to have that money. And one thing too, and I want to touch on too, just how like how this is about Earl Spence, but how important, like, some of the stuff he said was, like, when we say Earl, um, Al Heyman is setting people up, let's not get it twisted, because I think Earl Spence said, yeah, you know, Earl, I took, I took, you know, the shorter money in the beginning with Al Heyman for the longer money in the end, as opposed to taking the big money in the beginning for possibly the short money but just imagine Ed Earl Spence took a $10 million 
you know, payday. You know, I mean, with, with how Heyman gave him, allowed him to buy a Ferrari, almost kill himself. Mm-hmm. What would $10 million have done to him, man? Man. You feel me? So just all these things you really had to think about, man. I mean, you 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 almost went out of control with what Al Heyman is, is, is giving you. And that's no, you know, disrespect to, to Earl Spence. That's just any young man with a lot of money, eh? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's any young man with access to a lot of money. So, I mean, it can be dangerous, man. It can be dangerous. I mean, like you say, with the money he gave you, you were still able to go buy a dream, a regular person's dream car and almost kill yourself. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's not like, you get the spoon fed. You know what I mean? I want yeah, people to understand that too. Yeah, it's definitely now, like... And his regular paydays are still nice payday. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because his regular payday is still going to kind of ignite that... It's going to ignite that energy energy in you to go splurge every now and then. But like, I know it's, what you're saying. It's, it's going to allot you to be able to do yeah, it. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's not like you get pennies. No, you get decent money. You know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Definitely. But he is teaching you other things and maybe not as giving you as much as another fighter would give you and let you have to pay it back another promotion you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but think about it like you said if, if, if your paydays is always 15 to 20 million man you you gonna you ain't you are always gonna you be out, some type of, of trouble you out of control man yeah you out of control can't nobody tell you nothing if you under 30 years old can't nobody tell you nothing man can't nobody tell you nothing so mm-hmm. i'm just saying i mean money it, 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 it's, it's a great thing, but it, 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 you know it, it comes with a lot of responsibility. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. it comes with a lot of responsibility. So, you know, Al Heyman, you know, I think I really think that he is trying to look out for you know the best interest of his fighters. I mean, of course, he ain't perfect. Of course, it's stuff to keep on say about him, but in the overall big picture of things, I think he's doing. You know, he's doing right by his fighters. Yeah, I definitely think he wants to break that that old that old like old way of promoters pimping out the fighters and then leaving them for exactly. leaving them in the exactly. gutter. You know, that's time to exactly. go. Because look, another perfect example, Danny Garcia. He he's a three to four million dollar fighter. He's not like a Canelo style fighter, but he's he ain't he chilling. <laughs> Every chilling. time you see him, he chilling, man. Chill and he happy. Chilling, you know. And that's what it comes down to, man. It ain't about making your fighters rich. It's about making them happy. Making them happy. Making them happy. You know, because I think there's a lot of guys, like I said, Tony Bell, you disown, you know, your your contract with Eddie Hearn was probably Mills, but you don't look like you like him at all. You know what I mean? There's tension there. Exactly. And, I mean, and just those simple things, eh? When I look at every PBC fighter, with the exception of Jared Hurd that I've seen, you know, these guys are getting set up they, in, their, in their early 20s. They, they, they're owning houses. They're not mm-hmm. living in these big, necessarily luxury mansions, but they live in nice 200 homes that they, they will own. You know, I don't understand people losing their houses and stuff. You make a millions, you should own a $500,000 house. You should own a $300,000 house if you make a million. Exactly. Right? I don't understand that. So, you know, I'm seeing Al setting young guys up even, even that way. Eh? You know what I'm saying? Because... Some guys, you rent this big mansion, then when you stop fighting, it's over. It's done. It's, they, it, you, they took your house. You only got nowhere to live. And the bins or whatever, you know. They took it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, that's that's another thing just to kind of look at. It's like, yo, look, y'all y'all don't understand the, the dynamics of what Al is doing as far as taking a fighter and, you know, actually making them comfortable where they really need to be versus putting them on that same self-destructive level. 
like they did in the past. Like like you said in the beginning, like the way Aram and Hearn are still going about it, they're not breaking that mold. Like you give Joshua this money, this amount of money, um, Canelo this amount of money. Same thing y'all did with Tyson or Larry Holmes, you know. Give them these bags and they don't know what to do with it. And then they just blow up, fall over in the gutter. You get the next fighter, you know? Exactly. And, like, in my opinion, they setting fighters up to kind of always have to come back and need them. Where Al Heyman teaching you how to go fish. You know, he's saying, yo, your boxing career is five years. After this, you got ten real estate properties because while you was fighting, I made you invest your money over here. Over here... You got money in the stock market. That when you finish fighting these five years, this this should be three million dollars because you invested in this. I gave you some. You know what I mean? Those oh yeah, yeah. That's good. Life good. after boxing, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Life after boxing, boxing yeah. is only five six years. Yeah, you know good. What I mean, some of these guys homeless mm-hmm. and, and and living champion of the world. Now he living like a bum. That shouldn't be. So I'm just saying, you know, those things are important too because boxing does come to an end and it could come sooner. Then later, you know what I mean. That you know, what I mean, you get injured, you get anything can happen to cut your career. I mean, Earl Spence car accident could have cut his career short. So, you know, um, it's just a lot of things, man. Had he had been with somebody else and really did messed up stuff with his money, he might be in a different situation now, right? You know, mm-hmm. yeah, probably wouldn't even made it to you know becoming a unified champion. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. it's something you to know, look I mean, at. Hey, yeah. I mean, even with the accident, the medical bills, the time off. Still have bills to pay in. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like I say, I mean, I don't think Al paying your bills, but he set you up in a way where you could take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he probably got these guys good good medical insurance. Man. You know, that's a big factor in the fight game. You know what I mean? These guys, no union. You know, a lot of things don't exist, so they really have to set themselves up. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, man. Like, from what I've looked at with the PBC fighters and just kind of doing research on them, they always seem to be comfortable as far as, you know, their life out of the ring, you know, and that's important, yeah, you know. Yeah, man. You know, we're living good, man. Charlo, nice house, you know, gym, you know. Uh, who was we just talking about? Um, of Danny. Yeah, Dan, you know, Danny. I mean, uh, no, and who was we just talking about? Um, oh, Errol. Oh, man. Yeah, Errol. Yeah, Errol. You know, got a nice, you know, nice house, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um. I'm and, just saying, man, these guys definitely living comfortable. Not beyond their means. They're not living in no dumb, crazy, you know, mansion. I mean, Charlo, he is. I mean, they got nice cribs in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. They got some they nice cribs. They definitely got some nice cribs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice cabs, nice rides, all that. But it's nothing like over the top. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's nothing over the top, you know. So, um, I mean, I, I think those guys are getting, getting, getting set up good. If they do what they need to do, man, you know, ain't yeah. nothing magic. Ain't nothing just going to happen. Yeah, you know you gotta do your part too. So, um, and um, I will say this too. On um, before we move on to these questions too, I will say that I think there is there is a hundred percent way to set boxers up for life. You know, um, because you know in the past we always said that these fighters need some type of union or something. I mean, there has to be some type of way to set them up the same way the NFL is set up when they retire. You know. And I think that Al is kind of setting that blueprint for it. You know, I think it's just up to the promoters to actually follow through. You know, right. and it comes down to it goes back to not giving them so much money at a time. You know what I mean? And, and, and like I say, even if you say I, I, I mean you're going to get this per fight, 
but I'm taking five thousand out of this and, and putting it in this for when you retire. Like you know, Alan Iverson, one of his sponsors, I forget who it was, but they took like whatever it was, millions out, and he couldn't get it to fifty five. That's gonna be a saving grace for him because he didn't do the right thing with his money. But when he hit fifty five, he got another like thirty five million coming. You know what I'm saying? So. Mind you, he, he he made this deal when he was in, in his twenties, and nobody can see fifty five in their twenties. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He made this deal early in his career, but it's going to come back to save him in the end. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it, I mean, on paper, he did. He got wound up getting married, and his wife wound up taking that from him. But she agreed to give him half. I was like, dang, that's so messed up. But anyway, you know what I mean? Yeah. How you, 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 you had it set up, but you got married and things went left and then she took it from you, but she agreed to give you half. But anyway, I'm just saying things along those lines ain't that you can set yourself up later in life and you need to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You need to. I mean, like I said, they getting big chunks. We not getting big chunks. Mm-hmm. Then. We got to do a 401k. We, we got to make, <laughs> make a retirement fund off of peanuts. Hey, right, so, right. So, you know, you getting a nice chunk of money, man. Um, you know, you gotta do what you need to do. Definitely, man. It's like what you had just said too. Like, take taking like a five thousand dollars out. That's man. You know how much that would be after you retire. You know, if they kept doing that over and over, and you just stay active. Over. You know what I'm saying? It takes us a while to get to twenty. Putting it in the right thing is getting a lot of interest. Yeah. Back. You know, come on, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, not something we might have to touch on. You know, in episode one, they just kind of talk about like the retirement plan for a boxer. I think it could be done. You know, it can be done. It's just once you start to kind of you know baby him and you know, like we said, give him too many big checks, it, it kind of puts that out the door. Because then half the time they go bankrupt, bro. Yeah, yeah, because they need the information with the money. You can't just. You know, shove money. I mean, Sugar Ray, you talking about somebody who was getting money 40 years ago and still living a great life. Still, between you know, him. He, did, he didn't have, mm. he, he came in the era of shady and snake promoters at the highest level, but was able to be smart enough to, you know, do what he had to do. So, you know, I mean, fighters have done it in worse circumstances. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know what I mean, Marvin Hagler. I mean, he went and moved to Italy. He ain't never looked back. I'm sure he's living a great life over Italy. He never looked back. You know, we see this man. He don't look stressed. So, you know, some of the guys that came before y'all have done it. You know, so stuff is better for y'all now. So y'all definitely should be able to do it. Mm-hmm. I agree, man. But yeah, man, uh, let me see. Uh, and that was the last bit of that topic. But uh, yeah, man, I got this, uh, this other question here man if you're ready to answer or read some answers here man what you what you got quarantine boxing talk yeah that's what we might have to start calling this man <laughs> but yeah man shout out to the people that responded on this question you put up p um again i'm gonna read the question and um just go down the list of all the people that responded and you can give your response to p if you want to do yours first after i read it all right so quarantine boxing talk we got What's the worst boxing match you've ever seen and why? And before I let you answer, Pete, what what aspect were you thinking when you said that? What was the worst boxing match? Let everybody know. Um, like we was talking off the, off the mic, and you brought it up. It was like, well, hey, Pete, you know, I this this is like a, a 
question that could go two ways or whatever, and it really is, you know. But um, when I thought about the question, I meant like, what's the worst? I was thinking of, uh, along the lines of the worst thing they kind of you seen happen in a fight. You know, whether it was a robbery, whether it was unnecessary punishment, a late stoppage, early stoppage. Mm-hmm. You know, um, not so much as like the worst fight and skill wise, like you just seen a guy who didn't really deserve to be in there. You know, because there's a couple of those fights too. You know, guys are grossly overmatched and it just was a total mismatch. You know, but, um, but. It was kind of whatever you guys came up with, you know, but I, I, I just was kind of looking at it from, I, it was a good boxing match, but it, it but it was a bad boxing match, you know what I mean? And, and let me explain, you know, my example was, you know, the Miguel, Cotto, and um, Antonio Margarito fight, you know. The first one, right? Because, I mean, yeah, the first, the first fight because, you know, I was a big Cotto fan and, you know, watching that fight and just seeing him just beat Cotto down, it was hard to watch. It was hard to watch. And, you know, we wondering, how could this happen? What's going on? And to come and find out that, you know, this guy had on loaded gloves and, you know, Cotto took, what, 11 rounds or 12 rounds of punishment. Yeah, about 11. Until, until, and, yeah, until he could take no more. His face was like a mass of bruises and swelled up and probably was in teetering on losing his life in this fight because this man cheated that never that that, that that definitely like popped up in my head is one of the worst fights that i've seen because of, because of that 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 fact that he cheated and beat this man probably into an inch of his life you know what i mean who didn't deserve that you know so um mm-hmm. that that was one of the fights that popped up immediately in my head for one of the worst fights that I personally saw, but um, you can go ahead and get some other stuff and talk about, you know, which one you thought you had. But okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, because I told you before the, uh, we had jumped on the mic. Um, for me, I kind of saw it two ways. Like for me, worse was kind of a similar way where, you, like, you talking where it's like a, where it's just like a mugging. You know what I mean? Where the dude just getting his ass beat and kind of, it's like one of the worst fights where it's mismatch makes your stomach kind of turn, or the result can be you know, devastating. And then like the other way I was thinking like worst matches kinda like one of them stink ass fights where it's just like dude running all night. You know what I mean? Cause I told you I was trying to choose between two fights because there's one where it was just like dude man, like he just kept moving. It was just like boring. Like the fight I chose was uh Gerald McCullen and uh Nigel Ben. You know, I feel like that was kinda like the worst worst fight because the the result, you know, the result of it, and um, just the beating. Both of these fighters were kind of giving like back and forth action, and um, just what happened that that result for uh, Gerald McClellan just kind of turned out to be the worst fight because neither guy could really, well, one definitely couldn't, but Nigel couldn't really raise his hand in a clear victory. You know what I mean? Like he won, but at the same time, it was like not in the fashion that he wanted to win. You, of course, you want to knock somebody out, but. Once you do it in that way and you thinking you took a person's life, it's like a man, that that's gotta be like a totally different game changer, man, you know? Absolutely. That's why I was just like, that just definitely had to be one of the worst fights because you much as we love boxing, we never want to see somebody lose their life, you know? Right. 
And, yeah, um, that's definitely that's yeah. definitely a fight that, that that popped into my head that you know fell into that category. It was a great fight, but it was it was one of the worst fights. You know, so that's why I yeah. said good fights, but it's still gonna be a worse fight. You know what I mean? Right. I'm not really talking about the fight as far as the action. It's just the circumstances of the fight is maybe what I should have said. You know what I'm saying? Um, but um, the Nigel Ben. Versus Gerald McClellan, that's definitely one that you know, stuck in my head because Gerald was never the same after that fight. You know, Miguel Cotto, in a lot of people's opinion, was never the same after that fight. And I think that that's, that's, that, that's not what the sport is about, changing somebody's life for, for the worse. It's to change people's life for the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so. Um, okay. So, um, yeah, that was mine. And uh, <clears throat> first one I read is, uh, shout out to Fifth Ward Boxing. You know, that's Nas. Just so you know, just so you know, that's um, okay. Nas. Um, he said a great fight but bad stoppage was Julio Cesar Chavez versus uh, Meldrick Taylor. He said yeah, it still hurts him to watch that fight to this day. And um, another one I can yeah. agree with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if you ain't familiar yet, you know other casual fans out there, Meldrick Taylor was up on the cards in that fight, and man, he was taking a beating in that fight. He was he was earning every round that he won, but. And that last, what was it, two seconds in the 12th round when he got dropped? Yeah. When he got back up and Richard Steele, <laughs> you know, he stopped the fight. It was like, wow, man. Like, just that decision, too, man. It was just like he worked so hard for something just to have it kind of taken away. But Yeah, that, that, that's man. what I'm about to say. And to have something taken away from you like that is kind of hard for other sports to really kind of connect with that because it's – boxing is just you. You're an individual. When they take it from you, it's just you. you you're the only one that really – deals with that burden and then just to have something taken away from you that easy you know what I mean it's a little different man yeah you know let's see um next one Instagram what's his name Hunter God of Thunder Kelly he put worst fight James Tony versus Ernest Mateen okay and Gerald McCullough versus Nigel Ben he said that that one immediately comes to mind okay yeah definitely agree with that and uh, shout out to Lulu's papa. <laughs> Look, his answer, man. I know his answer, but he didn't put the names. But he said, those two ladies this year, name yeah. escapes me. <laughs> but ladies, weed falls out, and the dude, the dude got disqualified for steroids. He said, can't scrub that mess out of his mind. It ruined women's boxing. Um, that's Franchon Cruz versus Alejandra Jimenez. And I could definitely agree with him on that. Because, again, it's one of those situations where Francine Cruz worked hard, you know, to defend her belts, but she lost them by somebody that came to cheat. Exactly. You know, somebody basically and, robbed you. And, and a lot of these things, and I'm, I always put in this perspective, if a person never watched boxing and I'm, and I want to, and this is the fight that they watch, how, what, you know, somebody would be blown away by that fight. Eh? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got hair falling off got a chick like a man, you know, just all the stuff. I mean, they, if you never seen a one, that would really be one that would make you a fan of it. So, you know, I always try to put fights in that category and really look at them from that way. You know what I mean? If this was the first time you watched this fight, would this make you want to watch another woman's fight? I don't think so. Man. So, yeah. um, shout out to um, Lewis, Lewis Papa. I, 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 I agree with that one, too. Yeah, because the way he stated it, too
they yeah. gonna, they gonna always be like, oh, I can't watch, you know, boxing. Cruz will forever be connected to that for a lot of people. Oh, that's a girl we came off that time, you know, which is unfortunate, but you know what I'm saying? She will always kind of be connected to that in, in certain people's minds because they didn't know her before that, you know? Some mm-hmm. people didn't know her before that fight. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, that's um, that was all the that was responses we got. So yeah, shout out to you know everybody that dropped a response on there. But um, yeah, we put some more questions out and just you know, once again, you know, we'll answer them on here again, man. But um, yeah, man, we been on here for a minute, Pete. You know, just kind of chilling out. Like I said, I ain't got nothing to do. But <laughs> was there anything else you wanted to talk about today, man? Tonight? Um, no, man. That's that's pretty much it, man. We just trying to keep things going, and you know. Doing what we set out to do, you know, dropping episode a week or more. You know, we got some 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 good things we've been working on. So just you know, bear with us, y'all. We we got some some things that we've been trying to bring to y'all. So I mean, you know, we just doing 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 what we set out to do, eh? You know, we said this is what we set out to do. Bring y'all, you know, this boxing talk, and that's what we still doing. So oh yeah. I'm cool with that, man. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Never gets old to us. Because like we said, you know, we've been in, you know, we've been loving it before. Social media was a big thing, you know, so definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, oh, uh, were you going to say something else? I was going to say you could. No, I'm saying, I mean, I mean, it's pretty much what we talk about off the mic, so it's it's, it's really not, you know what I'm saying, a big deal, you know, people, they probably think, oh, we got to sit around and figure out all the stuff to talk about. If we wasn't recording, we was, we'd probably be saying the same stuff. So <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It's just, you know, it's just what it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's something that, you know, a lot of people have to understand that to me, that's what makes it a little bit more fun. Like, I ain't got to go out and say, oh, man, I got to find the latest gossip. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I got to find the latest yeah. gossip but try to stay so hip on this thing. Like, you got people who never even you maybe watch Boggins for a year and they feel like, oh man, I'm going to try to stay up on it and, you know, get all these followers. But to me, that's, it is what it is. You know, I'm like... Yeah, it is what it is. And, you know, and in the same breath, man, people got to realize that me and you live two separate, separate total lives. We, we, we opposites in, 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 in some realms. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the boxing, magic happens and that's just... You know, the easiest way I can say it. It's not like we see each other day. We talking all day long. Someday, sometimes we don't talk till, till it's time to record. That might be two weeks. That might be mm-hmm. a week and a half. But that right there is like the common denominator. And that's just, that. that's what makes it like real and good. And you know what I'm saying? Because it's, it, it's nothing else but the boxing. I mean, of course we cool with each other. There's no problem. Mm-hmm. But the boxing is, is like the thread. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. So, um, because believe me, like, because people might think that yes. we talk all the time. But no, we, you know, we come together when it's time to do this and, and pick mm-hmm. up where we where we left off at. You know, it might sound like it's nothing, but that's what it is. You know, it might sound like it's a lot more to it than than that, but that's what it really is. You know. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, because it's like yo. We might not see each other for like a week or something, but when we get together, if we don't say. If we're not talking for hours about it, then something must be wrong. <laughs> That's yeah. Like, you know, yeah. yeah. We, and, and talking hours and not realizing this one yeah. thing is me. Yeah. I'm looking at the clock. I don't even look at the clock. I look at my watch and a few hours and went by. 
So, you know, it's just it's just how how, how we do. And just breaking that down to people when because like oh, I said, yeah. some people might think that, you know, this is all we do, you know, and we both work jobs, you got this going on, you got mm-hmm. that going on. We got a lot uh outside stuff going on, but we do make it a point to come together and, you know, bring bring this box and stuff to the table and it's it's a, a pleasurable thing to do. Oh yeah, I agree, man. And um, you know, so. I'm glad you did bring that up because it's like even to the people listening now, I just want them to know like it ain't something we're trying hard to do or be hip on. Like I'm not reading the latest news all the time. I'm just I'm looking here and there, but I can make my assumption on what a fight is pretty much going to do now. You know what I mean? That's how long exactly. it's been where we watch stuff and we automatically exactly. know. That's why I like when trolls respond to comments and things like that i'm like oh man i got i got ammo for days and i'm sure you do people <laughs> it's like i'm not yeah. even gonna feed into it you know of course of course of course because it's like you know like you say man some some battles ain't even worthy eh? you know what i'm saying You're right some, some some combatants ain't even worthy of combat so you know certain things i respond to certain things you know, I just I just let it fly, and 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 in the age of this social media and stuff, I think you kind of got to do that because you you can you can be fighting every day on here, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can you can be fighting every day. Oh but yeah, ain't nobody got time for that. You know what I'm saying? Nah, man, not for real. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, yes, yeah, like you said, a couple weeks or maybe next week. You know, definitely gonna be working on some big things. You know, got some good stuff coming up for y'all. But um. Yeah. Until then, man, uh, let everybody know where they can follow you at, P. Man, y'all can catch me on IG at Loud Pack Boxing. And you can catch me on IG at P.Barnhill. Um, that's it. All right. And you can follow me on Instagram at ComboBreaker99 and All Boxing Everything. And you can follow us both on Instagram at the Jab Effect and uh, Jab Podcast One. Like I said, we're posting more exclusive stuff over there on the podcast. And, uh, Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all together at Jab Effect. And subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and SoundCloud. And yeah, man, still everywhere, man. So definitely keep checking this out. But um, like always, I'm Combo Breaking 99. It's your boy, Boston P. And we out, y'all, later. <laughs>